0: What's up, guys? We're back. It's Bachelors in the City. We are coming off such a fun episode last week with Game of Roses. We hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Dusty, what'd you think?
1: I loved it, man. I think I came out of the pit just just a well-rounded, better Bachelor, I don't know, participant and fan now. So I feel like I am ready to actually really follow along this new season of The Bachelorette. With what I know now,
0: for sure. My my mom was blown. I, I honestly like I <laughs> I I am a fan of Game of Roses. I am part of the pit. Um, Popeye Popeye's in the pit. So you know what's funny now? <laughs> now that I say that,
1: that you pee-pee. know what it was. Pee-pee th- in th- the th- pit. <laughs> this little
0: nah, not not pee Popeye. This little collaboration was was meant to be, I actually, this came up recently. I think I told you when Baylor was playing, this is like a tangent, but Baylor was playing Villanova in the championship game. Baylor has a fan base called the Bear Pit, right? So when I was in college, I was supposed to be rushing this fraternity and I was supposed to be doing nothing fun for that semester, but I escaped. And escaped to the bear pit for a really big game that I didn't want to miss. And then my all the upperclassmen ended up seeing me on TV, of course. And they said Bud's—my nickname was Bud in, in college. There's Bud in the bear pit. So now it's Popeye in, the, Popeye in the pit. We'll take it.
1: Popeye in the pit. Man, yeah, it was meant to be—I uh, think we should have them on more often. We definitely got to go on their podcast, though. So, oh, for sure. We should have I'll, them on frequently and have updates on the show. I want them to— the uh, No, the point systems. I don't know if it'd
0: be smart, if this is, like, dumb, or if, like, this would be hilarious, but I'd love for them to uh, score my season and see uh, see what kind of uh,
1: road quotients <laughs> <laughs> came out of oh that. Dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's probably, maybe not. Let's maybe leave, hold off let's leave, let's leave that alone. Let's leave that alone. Let's not go back. Let's not go back.
0: Oh, dear. That's, that, that's why I got you, man. You got my back.
1: You got my back. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right. But this week, this week, what do we got, Pete? Well,
0: right now, I, uh, I guess I'll give you guys a little update. I'm actually in, uh, I'm in Denver right now. I've been at flight school uh, for United Airlines. Lifelong dream. Uh, finally made it out here. So just a couple of weeks in. Uh, so I've been back and forth uh, between New York and Denver. But something super cool. My boy got cool. his
1: wings. My boy got his wings.
0: I, uh, I'm excited to one day fly you guys supersonic. It's a little ways off. 2029. United just became the first airline to order supersonic jets. We'll be flying at Mach 1.7. That's New York to Europe, three and a half hours, and it'll be a dream to hopefully fly you guys one day and meet you in person, meet
1: our roomies in person. So that seems unreal, unreal. Yeah, man, you've been doing good. You've been do- away. Been missing you. I've been missing like, you. Man, it's just me and the me and the pups here, man. And uh, yeah, man, you gotta come back home.
0: I've been appreciating back back those home. uh those Trip and Sophia videos. Those those got me cracking up late at night. <laughs>
1: you know what's funny about Trip, guys? Trip, you know, Trip's an old dog. And he's like that old man that just knows he could get whatever the hell he wants because he's just old. So he'll just I'm just eating and he's just in my shit just <laughs> Barking at me and like, hey, you're gonna, hey, Dustin, you're gonna give me that french fry. I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna give me that french fry. He's just running. The, shit. the, the um, best is
0: when you you sent me, that it's like he does it despite you. We have a little grass pad out on our balcony for the dogs to go to the bathroom, and Trip, uh, without fail, always misses by about six he, inches. He has a
1: huge pad. Actually, I have photos. I have photos. I send it to Peter every time. I'm like, I think, I think he might get it. And no, <laughs> never never he can't hit the bowl.
0: You know he's doing it, he's doing it on purpose.
1: I know, which I cleaned that out today. That was disgusting. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, look forward to getting back, man. Miss you too.
1: I miss you, man. Yeah, we'll have you back here soon. Luckily we have the podcast to connect like this. For sure. Well, Pete, let's 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 let everyone know who our special guest that we have on today is.
0: Today, guys, we have an awesome guest that's gonna be answering a lot of great questions for both Dustin and I. Some burning questions revolving around the dating game, we have the one, the only, Lindsay Metzalar. She's also known as Hitch. She's a native New Yorker, CEO of Lindsay's Lunchbox and the host of the popular dating podcast We Met at Acme. After many dating experiences, Lindsay felt it was imperative to create this podcast and shed light on this touchy subject. So super stoked to have her on today. Um, Since creating We Met at Acme, Lindsay has learned more about dating than she has ever hoped. So without further ado, guys, please help me welcome Lindsay. Lindsay!
1: (laughs) Lindsay!
0: Lindsay Metzlar, a.k.a. The Female Hitch, a.k.a. The Love Guru. <laughs> it is so good to have you all with us today.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: The Female Hitch. That that hits me hard. I love that movie. I love that for you right now. Yes. The Female it's Hitch. It's a
2: really good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, it stayed with me for quite a long time in my life.
0: Did you? Uh, did you ever make a cameo on it?
2: I I wish I made a cameo on it, but I actually I call my sister Albert from Albert Brenneman, who's like the name yeah. of the main character mm-hmm. from that movie.
1: Oh man, you they should make a they should make a hitch too, and you should be the lead. You should be.
2: I agree. Let's pitch it after this for sure.
1: I'm down. I All just right. gotta you know do my cameo in there if that's okay. But <laughs> um, while we have you here, we we want to know about New York dating, and I guess how we can be successful. Um, and find love and live a happy ending story. I love it. Uh, Just meeting you, I creeped your page a little bit and I was looking through and you have tons of valuable information on your um, podcast page. And I was like, I was literally like taking notes. I was like, oh shit, this is (laughs) some good shit right here. This might, uh, I'm gonna try this this weekend. But yeah, tell us more about like what you do.
2: Yeah, so I started... My podcast, We Met at Acme, like, over three years ago now because there was so much that just was not talked about when I came to dating. And just, like, millennial dating in general and especially dating in the city. Like, it's so hard. We have so many options. Like, every single person in the city is, like, basically a model. It's really hard. And <laughs> that's, that's like, so true. There's, there's, <laughs> it's so true. There's just so much out there like there's so much to take in it's like when you pack for a trip and you pack like a lot of shit you don't know what to wear but if you pack less you know exactly what to wear you know like it's almost better to have less options Um, and New York's the exact
0: opposite of that
2: exactly there's just so much going on Um, and it's very much about like who you know and where you can get in like have you guys dated women from the city or in the city ever
0: oh yeah I, I've st- I've started to a little bit.
2: Okay, okay. Have you noticed a difference between like New York girls and like Chicago girls? Let's say for you, Dustin, or like New York girls versus L.A. girls for you, Peter?
1: I, I will say, I will. I'll just say there's yeah, there's more girls here. It's like densed with like you said, just beautiful people, and it's I don't, I it's insane. Yeah. yeah. I but what I would say is, and 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 this is
0: nothing against like. Any other city? This is. I'm just just being honest. I feel like what's the saying? Like the creme de la creme de la crop, or that's the saying. Yeah, they say, creme de la creme. I, I, creme, or creme de the creme, not the crop. I don't know where I got that from.
1: Uh, <laughs> cream of, cream I, I feel
0: crop. like New York is just that melting pot. because, true. Obviously, just you know, everyone here just physically, they just everyone's beautiful. You're right. It's it's like everyone's a model. But yeah. what I've noticed, even on top of that, more than any other city, is I've seen so many people that are just so focused on on just being so successful and and taking every day and like making the most of it and just um, and having that drive that to me is super, super Mm -hmm. attractive. And I I've seen it since, you know, the first day I was I was here um, even before I was like, you know, kind of ready to get into the dating game again. Um, But it's just a different drive. And like there is zero laziness from what I've seen here in New York. Mm -hmm. And that's just if I had to say one thing that stood out to me the most, it'd be that. So it's like, damn this is, you know, you want to find a a good mate. This is probably one of the best places to find that person.
1: Yeah, yeah. In the ad on that P, I was looking at Lindsay's uh, Instagram page, and she had a like a reel in there that was like saying never put a relationship uh, at the top or something like that before everything else. I think you said, mm-hmm. and yeah. that, that's so true. Like in New York, I don't feel like anyone's doing that.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I feel like in New York, like the women just have a lot going on. Like again, nothing, you know, nothing against other places, but like to compare LA to New York specifically, like every, like most of the women in LA or like in LA to like, you know, try to be famous and... You know, it's hard to, like, you You do one thing a day in L.A. Whereas when you're in New York, like, you're getting a lot of shit done all day. You're, like, working, you know, three jobs. It's like the hustle doesn't stop because it can't, because it has to keep going, And you it's, know? Con-
0: it's contagious, though, and I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I would say, I'm from a very small, like, slow country town and Mm -hmm. again there's not that many options so people find someone they stick with them but they put that relationship above everything else and you Mm -hmm. don't really see too much growth or um ambition after that
0: no i'm totally with you jesse on that with obviously not putting a relationship as the number one priority in your life but Lindsay, what would you say so we just talked about obviously new york being such a great spot to date and to find you know someone and there's just so many options and almost having too many options. Like, how do you not let that be like a detriment to you successfully dating and actually giving people, you know, a fair enough chance with, you know, human nature, just it's, it states, right. That you see so many options. Oh, I wonder what that's going to be like. I wonder what that's going to be like. Like what's been your strategy that you advise the most for, you know, not letting human nature kind of ruin the dating aspect for you here.
2: Well, I definitely say don't put all your eggs in one basket, like to start. And the reason I say that is not to like make it harder, but actually the opposite. Because when you're seeing, when you're going out on dates with like multiple people, not necessarily sleeping with multiple people, but going out on dates with them, you kind of know like by trial and error, like, oh, I had a good time on that date. I didn't have that much of a good time on that date. Like, I'm going to drop this person. I'm going to focus on this person more. Um, And you get to compare and contrast, like, as you're dating these people, what you like and don't like. So I actually think that it could be used to your benefit in a way um, because you are experiencing, like... You know, a couple different kinds of people, a couple different kinds of personalities. Whereas in like a small town, you're kind of only going out with that one person, and if you don't like them, you're like, oh well, there's no one around, so I'm just gonna marry this
1: person. You know,
0: is that kind of dusty? Is that kind of like what you were experiencing back Chicago or small town?
1: Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say Chicago. Chicago's still a big city, you know. Um, but my hometown area, 100%. Sh- people settle. I mean, I mean, I don't, you don't have yeah. any options. And I, I, I get so overwhelmed in New York. I wouldn't say I'm like frequently dating because I am busy all the time, you know? But I do like to go out, have a good time with the guys and meet women. And I, I find myself just getting overwhelmed in New York. I get so overwhelmed. I go on a date and then like, I have like number of women hitting me up, want to hang out. And I just get overwhelmed. And I don't want to be like, a, it's so hard for me to turn a woman down. I don't know. I get like anxiety from that. To I, I don't know why. Pete, do you feel like that?
0: No, a hundred percent. That's the worst part. And that's like, you know, dating in New York, that's like almost like a fear of mine is, you know, if it is running into, you know, other people that maybe you are dating at the same time before you get exclusive with just one person and, um, and just everything. Oh, that, comes that
2: happens. That really does happen.
0: New York's it's, small. Ba- it's bound to. And, <laughs> but, but just kind of like going a little bit back on what I was saying before, like, you brought up like settling and settle. That's like my biggest fear in, in, in my love life is ever mm-hmm. feeling like I'm settling. Um, and, but I know that like, just, you know, now I'm 29 now and like, I look back on my dating history and like how I've been and so much, you know, that it can change and I've learned from, but like, I, I never, I have to do a better job of understanding. Obviously like no one's perfect, no one's perfect in this world, but for me right now, I'm still working on, being okay with not wondering what else is out there, if I'm just being super truthful. Um, and I guess, you know, that may just take time.
2: I feel like once you meet the person that like you want to spend like the rest of your life with or whatever, you actually yeah. don't have those feelings. Like I know it feels like that now, but I like shockingly, they go away once you find someone that you feel like you're like lucky to have and and Dustin you said something really interesting about like you know when girls hit you up you feel bad like rejecting them or whatever that's so interesting to me because on my podcast at least i tell girls never to hit guys up and i actually think that that's a perfect reason why you shouldn't because then they're only going to respond because they feel like they have to or whatever i really believe that when a guy pursues a girl it, the outcome turns out better and that's what's so interesting about The Bachelor. It's like all of these girls, like like Pete, like when you were The Bachelor, it's like all these girls like pursue the guy. And that that mm-hmm. to me is like the opposite of what should be going down, you know? And I feel like that like mentality ends up, like the guy could end up settling because they're the one being pursued instead of like choosing who they want to be with. But maybe that's like traditional of me to say, but I feel like when, you know what
1: I mean? No, I, I think you're right because... I. I think statistically wise, there's been more bachelorettes that have successful relationships than the bachelor. Um, yeah. That's true. So, yeah, you're right on. I'm on point with that. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's and, and yeah, I mean maybe it's a little traditional or whatnot, but I I do feel like there's just something, you know, about that kind of dynamic. Like I always I always tell you know any friends that, I, you know, any girlfriends that I have, like, or just friends that are girls that I have, we're talking about relationships and whatnot. And like, they're asking if they can't tell if this guy is, you know, into, into them or, um, you know, why is this happening or, or where does the relationship stand? I always tell them if a guy wants to be with you, you will have zero doubt. Like there will be no questions. Exactly. You won't be going to your girlfriends to us asking mm-hmm. why, if a guy truly is there and, you know, I guess I got to take a little bit of my own advice. You know, obviously I just haven't gotten to that point yet and felt that. Um, and so I kind of have these fears still with settling or whatnot. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to meeting that girl one day that those just disappear with. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's from a guy's perspective. Yeah, a guy will never let you doubt where he's at with you if he's truly into you.
2: Agreed. I always say if you're confused, they're not interested. Mm. Um if you, like, since you have lives that are a little bit more public, like, let's say you went through a breakup. Like, how much do you talk about your past relationships on dates? Or is that, like, off-limits to you?
1: I talk a little bit, but very little. I would say about maybe 5 to 10% of the date. Maybe very little.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've... Uh- <laughs> Maybe mine's a little bit different. I've had like a a lot of public stuff recently. Um, that's kind of just like the, I don't know, elephant in the room. So I don't know. It's, I don't ever let it like consume the conversation or whatnot, but I definitely think like some things need to be talked on and discussed and then you kind of get past that. And, um, yeah, so just a little bit. But definitely, if that's the crux of the whole conversation, that's a huge red flag for me.
1: Yeah. How do we... I have a question. So yeah. you, you said if a guy's confused about a girl, he's probably not interested. Is that the same for a girl? If she's confused, should men still...
2: So I was actually saying if, like, more for women, if the woman is confused about how the guy feels, okay, they're mm-hmm. not interested. If the guy is confused, good.
0: <laughs> why is <laughs> that? Why, because- why do women do that? <laughs>
2: because if you know that a woman like loves you and wants to marry you it's kind of like okay well that's not fun it's like the old like hunting thing it's like if you go out and hunt for like this wild duck or whatever it is and like you get it and then you bring it home you're like look at this duck i got but like if if you open the door and there's like a dead duck outside you you don't want that duck, you know? Mm. Like it's just there.
1: Is it kind of like the book Have you been have you read the book? I've had people tell me um why men love bitches or something like that. Is that how it goes?
2: A lot of people have told me about this book. I have seen it and like skimmed it, but it really just it's, it's not even about, like, bitches. It's about women who just have their own lives and their own
1: shit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about being a bitch, for sure. Yeah, yeah. To clarify that.
2: No, and I, and I agree with that. Like, have your shit going on. Like, don't just, like, be a doormat for a man ever, you know?
1: For sure. So how do we men— give, Yeah, give me some advice. How do I know if I'm being, like— Like, she's reeling me in. I'm confused. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And, yeah, how, how do I know if this going down? Or should I know? Yeah. I mean, if she's interested in you, like
2: she's continuing to go out on dates with you, she's kissing you at the end of dates, like she's responsive to your messages. You know, like she like that that's enough. I I feel like all like so many women are like, do I have to tell him I like him? I'm like, no, you're fucking him. Like (laughs) (laughs) that that says it enough.
1: (laughs) actions speak louder than words right very true yeah but but if she doesn't text back just work on you bro right just work on you okay i've had that and
0: i just for the life of me don't understand it because i like the whole texting game again i hate i hate playing games and whatnot like especially like the whole texting thing and i've had you know relationships with girls like nothing that it never became anything serious serious but while I was with her, it was great. I felt we were we were vibing. The chemistry was there. We had a great time together. I looked forward to seeing like her the second that we went our own ways, our separate ways. But then there's the text and communication game was completely off and you know, waiting hours and, and whatnot. I'm just like, what gives? Like what what is this?
2: And what ended up happening, like in that specific situation?
0: Uh it fizzled out. Just 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 ended up and, en- you know, ending. Um yeah, just I don't know. I've, I've had that, I guess, a couple of times, but.
2: Well, what's your text game?
0: I'm just, again, I'm someone that's just very like upfront, no games there. You're going to know exactly how I feel either way. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not waiting hours. Like everyone knows everyone's on their phone 24 seven or close to it, you know, these days. And um, if you want to put the, I guess the way it is, like for me, if I want to put the, I'm not good at texting, but you know, if it's something that I'm really into, I'll be really good at texting with them. And so mm-hmm. if that's not reciprocated then I'm like I take that maybe as a hint but maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm different than you know whoever she is. So
2: No, I think that's fair. I I think you know not responding or like taking is there, is there like
1: I'm, an orgy <laughs> happening behind you? <laughs> so, I have I guys <laughs> First I thought it was a dog
2: and then I heard like a human noise.
1: It's Sophia and Trip. Trip is bugging the shit out of me right here. Sophie's being loud as hell over here. Guys, we are having a little orgy over here. Doggy orgy. God damn. Sophie. I'm sorry guys, one second. <laughs>
0: obviously everyone's different but for me not being a good texter in the first place when it's you know someone that you're really excited about really interested in I kind of become you know a better texter for that person whether that's right or wrong that's just the truth but so it's like I almost you know I feel like they're, they'd be handling it the same way and when I don't get that reaction um or that same kind of response I just I think I get in my head and I'm like I just get confused or whatnot but then if we have a great time when we see each other again, it's like, what the heck is going on here?
2: Yeah, that's confusing. I'm all about like meeting the other person's energy, so like if someone like if if you were dating someone and they and you were texting them a lot like if they were into you they would match your energy, they would text you a lot back. I think totally. that there's something like suspect about them not like I would think that they were like they had a boyfriend or something
1: <laughs> that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> It's oh, happened right, to me. Lizzie. Oh, yeah.
0: That was- <laughs> that's that's uh, the worst when you're, when you're talking to a girl and then you find that out. Mm-hmm. There, there's a saying, and you're giving me shit for it because I was like, oh, I'm going to coin that, but it, it came from the movie. It's like, find, find yourself a girl that, you're, that you don't that you- want, that you're, you're not excited to, or you're more excited to hang out with all throughout the day on Saturday than you are that Friday night or something like that.
1: I like that. I like that. It wasn't quite it, but it's close. It's close. I forgot what movie you stole that from.
0: It was kind of, it was, yeah, it was a movie we, we listened to, but that's so true, right? When you like, you meet someone and like, you wake up with them maybe the next morning and you like, you don't want them to leave and you just want to spend the rest of the day. Like, that's what you're looking for. Um, it's yeah. true. And that doesn't come around that often.
2: No, that's very true. Um, I really think that when you have sex on the first date, it's not great for a couple reasons. The first reason is that you're not actually letting sexual tension build. Like, it's so hot to go on dates and, like, you know, like, just start picturing them naked and, like, make out, but, like, not really go that far or, like, actually kind of go through, like, the bases or whatever it is um, and, like, get excited to sleep with them. Um, so I feel like that is a big thing. And then the second is, like... I. I feel as a woman, if I want it to be something serious and I sleep with them on the first date because I think that it's going to be more serious that way, you know, then it ends up blowing up in my face. But if I sleep with them because I'm like, I don't care what happens, like YOLO then that's when for some reason they pick up on that energy and they like, like me more. You know what I mean? It's like, if your intentions are to date that person seriously, and you try to do that by sleeping them with them on the first date, that's never going to work. I feel like, especially like you guys can probably pick up on someone's intentions. Like you're probably more into the girl who sleeps with you on the first date. And then it's like, okay, I got to bounce. Like, than the girl who sleeps with you on the first date and is like, can we cuddle? Like, what are you making for breakfast? You know, because it's just like, it's a lot too soon,
1: I think.
0: <laughs> I actually, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm actually a cuddler. I love to cuddle. I don't think I like Dustin's- to cuddle too,
1: yeah. I like to cuddle, but you're, you're right. It's a, I feel like there's something sexy that it's about when you think about New York again, about a woman that's about her career. She's like, yeah, I don't care. Let's, let's hook up. You know, I'm not trying to really pursue anything right now. And I feel like there's something sexy about that. And that kind of makes me want to continue that on because there's no pressure. There's no pressure. And I, I feel like we really get to know each other a little bit better.
2: Yeah. It yeah. It's it it's like you think of um, you think of those movies like No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. And They're both so good. And in both of those movies, the reason that it goes from no strings attached or friends with benefits to a relationship is because the woman is the one who's like not down for it. The woman is the one who's like a doctor and doesn't have time, you know? It's never the other way around.
0: That chase is like... There's something so powerful about that. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it works though.
1: But do... But is that the opposite way, too? Do women find it attractive when a man's like that? Like, it's just whatever. No. No? (laughs) No, no, no. no.
0: So the woman wants the guy to be a lot more all over her and not playing it so cool and with those chase-type vibes.
2: Yeah. The best relationships are when the guy is, like, just a tiny bit more in love than the girl.
0: I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Lindsay, so where, like... Where Where would you say you this all this knowledge kind of came from? Is this just like trial and error from you, like reading a lot of books? Where does this come from?
2: Yeah, kind of like a mix of everything, but mostly just talking well first of all i I've dated a lot, I dated a lot in my twenties I'm thirty now. And I dated like every type of person, was a serial monogamist for a while um, and had like all those experiences. But then also just talking to people for years on my podcast, learning like what makes a good relationship and what doesn't. Um, my parents also happen to have a really great marriage and they've given me advice over the years. And so it's really just a combination of like every person I talk to, I always ask them about their love life and their relationship and and what makes it work and just like the culmination of all that knowledge put together um has taught me a lot
1: love it Hmm. i think we all three need to go out and like you just coach us while we're out like hey okay yes i'm not kidding like yeah we're gonna start calling you hitch
2: (laughs) (laughs) you better i would love that that'd be so fun (laughs)
1: um Pete we gotta have a deep conversation right now man this is like a serious talk we need to have is that so yeah it's uh been brought to my attention that I might be cursing a little bit too much oh. I mean you 100 are
0: like that's very obvious for sure
1: I'm a, I, I like to curse I I I have a yeah you know I kind of talk like I'm a sailor you know um let's go ahead and address this so where does that come from? I, you know, I come, I, my family cursed, you know, and I just, I guess I kind of like cursing. I don't know. It's kind of, you
0: never got soap in your mouth, like from your mom when you were I younger. Did.
1: I got soap in my mouth, like a few times. <laughs> I, I got it once uh, and I never cursed again. <laughs> ever. I got it a that few times. I, I was actually a good kid, but curse words, I don't know. I, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I curse. I curse, guys. I curse. Fuck. I curse. I can't <laughs> help it. It just comes out. I love movies that have curse words in it. I like songs that have curse words in it. I I uh, truly um, am not trying to offend anybody. Um, I just like the fucking curse. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. So that being said, I want to do something... Um, for people that maybe don't like me cursing, we could turn it into a positive. We could always turn things into positive, can we not? How do,
0: how do we hold you accountable for this sailor language?
1: We're going to do a cursing tip jar um, in a way. But we're, we could be creative with it because we actually want to get your guys' opinion. But let's do something where maybe at the end of the week or the month, I curse so many times I do something for a charity or I do something embarrassing to myself either on uh, the Instagram page. I think,
0: yeah, I think we should have every week, not month, every week after every episode, let's do like a, a swear, swear jar Monday. Okay. And then we'll, let's leave it up to our roommates and you guys give us your best, whatever it may be, whatever the plan. And Hey, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but if I, curse the most that week, then I'll have to do it. Um, but I don't want soap in my mouth ever again, so it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, we'll have a Swear Jar, swear jar Monday, and um, swear jar you Monday. guys come up with something that Dustin or myself will have to do.
1: Yeah, uh, let us know on the Instagram page, Bachelors in the City podcast. Let us know what... We're not going to even like front it. You guys know it's going to be me. So... <laughs> Get, get creative. We could have, like, something
0: that we have to film, maybe, and we could, like, reveal it on Monday. Like, we'll have you guys vote, like, on Sunday. On Monday, yeah. it'll be revealed of whatever yeah. it is. Uh, but might as well have fun with it if we can't get you to
1: or, clean or up the language. Or maybe on Tuesdays, before we drop the episode, people could DM us and give us a prediction of how many times they think I'm going to curse. Um, and we could keep a tally. And whoever gets the closest or is dead on, maybe I could take them on a date or something, or maybe I could, I don't know. You did not just. Buy you a drink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're you're offering dates now via our podcast for who
1: can guess how many times you're going to curse. We got to keep it on brand. (gasps) Hey, you know what though? That's, that's awesome. That's why I love you, Dusty. Hey, guys, I'm trying to have fun. I want to turn a negative into a positive. Again, I am not trying to offend anybody, but this is who I am. I do appreciate you guys continuing listening. We're going to continue to have a good time, a great time, and get creative. Let us know what we should do for the scene. Uh, hey, all right. if, it,
0: if, if it is his first date, where, where are you guys going? Where are you taking him out? What restaurant? Overlook. <laughs> <laughs> Overlook, of course. Actually, that'd be a fun-ass date. I may, may uh, third-wheel that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dusty. Well, I actually appreciate you for owning it. You are who you are, and uh, no judgment here, so let's have fun with it.
1: You know, some of us curse, some of us like Pokemon cards, you know? And I'm damn proud of that.
0: <music> Guys, I know it's been a little bit. But one of our favorite segments of the show is a third roommate. So today we would like to welcome on Jacqueline Hahn.
3: Hey, Dustin and Peter. I'm Jacqueline from Long Island, and I have a summer date idea or just a friend's day out if you're feeling adventurous. It's not necessarily New York City based, but if you take the ride out to Long Island, you can hop on a ferry that takes you across the Great South Bay from Bayshore to Ocean Beach Fire Island. Ocean Beach is a small beachy town that's only accessible by boat. It has waterfront bars and restaurants, as well as souvenir shops and boutiques. If you want to be active, there's miles of boardwalks to sightsee million-dollar beach houses, not to mention a beautiful beach on the ocean side of the island where you may even see dolphins jumping. If you go to the bars, I highly recommend that you order Fire Island's two signature drinks to get a buzz going, the Rocket Fuel and the Zippy Cooler. You could end the day with ice cream and a ferry ride back to the mainland at sunset. Or if you want to make it a late night out, you could watch the bars turn into a party scene where there tends to be lots of bachelor and bachelorette parties.
0: Jacqueline, this sounds like, this sounds pretty epic. Um, definitely, definitely down to give this a uh, a try. It's funny, as you were describing this whole um, this whole vibe, this brought me back to actually on the show on the bachelor, uh, a date I got to do out in gold coast, Australia. When you, when you talked about the, uh, you know, only accessible by, by boat type beach, you got to do a, that kind of vibe out in, uh, in gold coast, Australia with a, a bar scene. And, um, yeah, so you brought me back there, but, uh, this is like totally my vibe. What do you think, Dusty?
1: It's a great date, Phenomenal. And besides this, I mean, I Data. I mean, Pete, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely going to do this date. I'm actually uh, marking this one down big time. But Jacqueline, like, I don't know what you do for a career, but we should double date this. Well, let's, let's double date it. But going back to Jacqueline, I don't know what you do for a career, but I think you should probably work for Audible or something. You 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 are like a perfect like. You described this and it sounded like a story when you were describing it. So, you know, maybe you should reconsider your career or something. I don't know. You have real talent, but we're definitely going to do this for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. No, you, you sold this for sure. Uh, I just, yeah, I picture like golden hour when, I, when, I'm, when I'm thinking of this in my head. Uh, just like good vibe and someone that you're vibing with even more. Um, Got to get a rocket fuel and zippy cooler.
1: We are definitely going to have a night there. We're going we're gonna to stay there late and come back late.
0: I wonder yeah you can you watch. do like a staycation there? I wonder if there's like hotels close to the area.
1: I'm sure there is, but I don't know if I want to do that with a a, a date unless I know them more well. You and me can go Pete, you and me we'll do a bro date. We'll <laughs> go up there. You well a we roommate do this all the time date? anyways. You me, you and me and Justin and Justin, that's all we do is go on bro dates. So <laughs>
0: that's, yeah, that's so we'll true. Do this. <laughs> all right, well we'll go yeah, we'll go <laughs> scout, we'll go scout it and then uh when we find that special lady that we want to take out here. Uh, we will give Jacqueline Hahn all the credit and uh, give you a big shout out for that. So thank you so much, Third Roomie. Maybe,
1: maybe she could come meet us if we do the bro date. She could come meet us and hang out with Actually, us. Actually, yeah,
0: Jacqueline, you down
1: for that? Yeah, Jacqueline, you cool? You cool with that? I think she said yeah.
0: All right, guys. Well, I I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode. I I learned a lot. Um, definitely uh, appreciated the new insight. Uh, from Lindsay and uh, we'll take that moving forward hope you guys are excited as we are for the bachelorette being back on with Katie you got Tasha and Caitlin leading her through her team journey Andrew
1: sh- S team Andrew S
0: we got some fans for Andrew
1: team Andrew S let's go he's that uh, yeah, he's one of, my front, one of my front runners oh he's my all the way guy He's my all-the-way guy.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see this play out.
1: Yeah, thank you, guys. I hope this episode brought some value and some laughs to Get you. Ready.
0: Get ready to hold Dusty accountable. I want some interesting out-of-the-box out, out of the box type shit, okay? Oh, wow, I just cussed right there. It should have cussed. One. one!
1: We got one already. That counts. <laughs> that counts
0: right there. <laughs> I, that, well, I didn't even mean to do that. I swear to God.
1: Oh, I'm wearing off on you.
0: Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber.
1: And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast.
0: Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins.
1: Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. New episodes every Wednesday. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at REDD Rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show.
0: And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelor's in the City Podcast.
1: See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program
0: to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes
1: ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.
3: What does innovation sound like?
2: It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it.